Oh my goodness! Happy podcasting day, everybody. Oh my god, it is literally 444 as I'm starting this. I don't even plan for that to happen, but that was crazy cool. Okay, so, hey, 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 this is Rachel Vogt, and this is a Good Girl's Guide to podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in. I am so grateful that you are here. If you are new, thanks so much. If you could find a way to let me know how we are connecting, that would be super cool. I'm about to tell you all the ways you can connect with me. Fastest, easiest way, potentially. Um, I don't know if it's the easiest, but um, safest, maybe. I don't know. Uh, a good girl's guide to at Gmail. But the way I respond the quickest is through Facebook Messenger. So you can find me on Facebook at a good girl's guide to and all that same handle on TikTok as well as Instagram and here, of course, on Anchor. So um, I'm so grateful that you're here today with the podcast. Before we get started uh, with this content that I want to share with you, let me, let me, let me, let me reset my mouth and let you know (laughs) that if you are digging what we're doing, I just want to thank you from my bottom of my heart for you being here. I'll tell you till I'm blue in the face that I very much appreciate your support. Uh, It validates the things that I'm doing. And um, I don't think I've ever said this, but I always forget to mention that it also just provides me sanity. Like, I literally get to do my personal development growth as potentially an income because every research article I read or book I listen to or podcast I delve into is ways for me to coach back to you. So thank you so much for literally allowing for me to make... um, a living out of trying to be a better person. So uh, continue to stay here if you love and need some free content. And this podcast goes up weekly. And uh, every Monday night, I actually do on my personal Facebook page, a live and that might cover just about anything in terms of life and development, uh, spiritual awareness, growth, financial, whatever, whatever. And then I have a private VIP page uh, on Facebook as well, a it's called Rachel's Private VIP Lounge, but you can't find it, so don't even try. You have to be 18 years or older and of feminine energy to be able to get into it, and you have to be invited by an existing member. Uh, it's a fantastically safe space to talk about intimacy building as well as sexual wellness. Uh, it's just, it's, it's beautiful. It's it's magical. It just, it's taken on a life of its own uh, from a combination of doing parties uh, through pure romance and home parties for the last almost nine years. And... Um, other women just inviting other women and other people who recognize with feminine energy. So if you need a place to hang and learn about that kind of stuff, please make sure to let me know and I'll get you invited over there too. It's fantastic. So today, oh no, I'm sorry, one last plug. I forgot. I'm sorry. Okay. So those are all the ways that you can get your content for free. I just had a very great conversation with somebody this morning who was like, hey, um, I know I have a purpose, but I don't know how to find it. What would you suggest? And I kind of voice messaged five minutes (laughs) worth of content because I don't know how to talk. I mean, this is why I have a podcast, so I can just talk to myself for 60 minutes, is it not? Okay, thank you. Anyways, um, I was able to, uh, the best I could condense, and here's what I would suggest. I like to kind of roll it out as I could give you a bunch of suggestions, but I could also give you the spoiler alert. You know how I am with those, right? I like to just kind of cut to the chase. Anyhow, and I was like, I'm sorry if this wasn't helpful. You know, let me know if there's anything else I can do. And she was very kind to say, you know, I appreciate you taking the time to tell me what you told me. And right now I can't afford any services um, from you or otherwise that she was like looking into get a therapist, but I will keep this in mind. And I was like, absolutely. Like you need to hear my heart when I tell you like that it does not bother me when you reach out to me. Um, and I do the best that I can without actually referring you to sign up for an, an empowerment class or a one-to-one service um, through all these other free platforms that I, I try to give as much as I can. Um, 
with being able to make a sustainable living that allows for my family and I to be comfortable, of course. And I don't think that you would be mad at me for wishing that for myself as I've been working through my own anxiety for the last couple of years to get there. Anyways, my point is circling back to this person who messaged me today is that that's what I told her is that, you know, um, the most progressive change I have has happened in the last two and a half years now, almost two and a half years. Wow. I would say that I've been on this personal development journey for the better part of five. And for the first, in, in the first beginning of the five years ago, I didn't pay for anything either. Um, not intentionally, at least, you know, I like, I'd, I'd go to conferences and stuff like that for my job, but it wasn't, I mean, it was definitely to better myself, but it wasn't with this type of intentional growth. And I didn't even know that it existed. And then two and a half years ago was when I really started to bite the bullet and it started very small. I started making the investment. I started I stopped, I guess I should say, because I started listening to myself and stopped allowing myself to make an excuse that I couldn't make it work to make this a priority as an investment to myself. And so I've been in that, sh that, that predicament, you know, is how dare I think I can invest in my personal growth or spend this money when I have obligations and priorities and things I got myself into. <clears throat> and sometimes I'm struggling paycheck to paycheck or sometimes it's less than there of, less than needs to, you know what I'm saying? You have less money between paychecks sometimes. I have been there. I have been there more recently than you probably think. And that's why uh, it was such a struggle for a while. And it's, and I will relay this message that I said this morning was that this is, and this is all connected because our conversation is about money today, uh, finances and wealth, emotional wealth, please stay tuned, especially if you're like, oh, I don't do money. Well, I didn't either, but everybody does money, right? So you probably want more of it in your life than you want to stay tuned, right? So in the first portion of my personal development when I was um, finding all the free anything, books, classes, whatever, podcasts, and I still do, by the way, 99% of my personal development stuff is free, just so you know, okay? But um, but it's a different mentality because that mentality at the time was just what I had said was I could not justify spending anything um, beyond means when I was already, I was definitely doing that in other areas. And that's what I, one thing I challenge you to do too, is like, are you sure you're not spending money in places that you couldn't? At that time, I was still eating out two or three times a week. I was still getting a fountain soda five to seven days a week. Um, you know, there was, I'm sure some type of service, um, Hulu, Netflix, something like that at that time that I could have scaled back on or reduced or even gone to um, a non-smartphone. <gasps> oh my God, I can't believe I said that. But, you know, there are there are options. I just say those drastic things because most of us would think today there's no effing way I could ever give up any of those things. How dare you think that? But you have to remember that those things are conveniences. They're not mandatory for you to have a great life. And if you're mental anguish or your physical unwellness, if any of those things start to tip heavier in, in your mind frame, like you're thinking about them more often, your emotions are really overpowering you, then you might want to consider how much more important that would be. Uh, and I, I'm telling you that from the heart because I'm, I'm only able to say that to you in retrospect. In that moment, I was the same person. I was the same person that you are uh, if, you, if you can't commit to that yet. And that's why the free stuff remains. You know, sometimes I think... Um, I take a little bit of heat from my husband, just the smallest amount, and it's only out of concern. And so there is no resentment towards these these con these conversations. But he says to me sometimes, like, when is enough of enough? And I don't mean, like, the stuff that I do that I love, like, 
the things that I'm doing right now. Like let's just say for instance, when I'm doing a sale and I want to throw in this free thing and then maybe a discount for another thing. And he's like, when is enough of an, what, why are your services and your voice and your content? Why are they not enough? And that's why you hear me say that all the time, all my lives and my posts and things like that is a pay attention to the content coming out of my mouth, because that to me is the most valuable thing that I can give you. And that's, is obviously what I'm doing even like right here right now is free, right? So having a spot for that opportunity, I feel like is special in my heart because it's what really catapulted me to getting change and feeling emotional on this podcast right now because I wouldn't have had um, that space if somebody else wouldn't have provided me with free services too. So it's always, as far as I know, it's always going to be an option to be there. And, um, you know, for her, that's what I just wanted to validate was like, I get it. So just know that where you're at is still better off than where a lot of people are and maybe where you were like a month ago. So just taking the initiative to reach out to me, to ask me this question, to be receptive to the answers I give you and understanding that I can only give you my experience and I don't claim that I'm an expert in anything. And it's just crazy cool how amazing that people resonate with it enough to listen to this podcast or like me on Facebook or um, ask me to do a party in their home because they resonate with my vibe or the things that are coming out of my mouth, the content, right? So that's how powerful that is. And so that's a reminder to you as well that maybe that's where you're at. And that's totally cool and that's why I always say that because I truly mean from my heart that you are just as important to me as somebody who is able to financially contribute to the things that I do in my life uh, through paid services that means just as much to me it means just as much to me because I'm working through the anxiety of being okay with taking people's money for services Uh, so the validation because that's our society is that we are validated by square dollars, um, which is pieces of plastic now and numbers and a computer, which is crazy, right? It is evolving, even though we don't feel like it is, it's changing. Um, so both are is just as important to me in my life. So I will thank you for that. And then hopefully wrap up this intro with so if you are resonating with this connection that we have through whichever platform that you listen to the most or pay attention to the most or interact the most don't forget interactions are so cool and amazing and we we are much more connected than you know just by likes and shares and comments and things like that so um and I read them all, by the way, so I don't think that you probably knew that, but I do. Um, that's what's amazing about having free time is that I can just scroll through my my stuff when I'm having a bad day and y'all pick me up. And it's so interesting to get the insight from every single person's mind when I ask questions. Uh, like last night, ironically, I asked, like, where do you feel like you are, um, you know, in reference to your wealth upbringing? So if you could compare yourself to your parents or your caregivers, do you feel like you're better off or whatever, whatever? So I'm obviously in a money mindset right now. Um, because like I said, that's the topic of our podcast. And so all that to say, right, is the vibe that we get from whatever avenue that we're connecting and bless your heart for being so patient with my ADHD squirrel brain as I am reeling it in. I'm doing the best that I can. I have notes and everything for the podcast today. Oh my gosh. I love you. So anyway, right now, if you can imagine the way that you're feeling, from doing this thing at a distance with us, can you imagine how it would be to have one-to-one connection and conversation and goal setting and um, feeling good, right? And recognizing that what I love about what I do is, I hate to say it, but I love to say it, is that my job is not to make you dependent on me. I don't, I honestly don't hope that we work together forever. I hope that 
Um, in my position, I make it very clear that I don't see myself as a healer. I don't think that anybody truly is. I, I believe that our job is to teach ourselves how to heal. So my perspective is just to hold a space for you to recognize that because you just you've forgotten it. And so you heal yourself. You become a healer. You become the healer. And so that's what happens when we work together in a space. And so often, sometimes people need one session together. Sometimes people um, like to meet weekly. But the relationships never last forever, unfortunately. Uh, and that's one of the sweetest things about what I do. Bittersweet, I guess I should say. So one-to-one -one services are absolutely available. You can get uh, get back with me and on any of those ways I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast to, re to get a list of services. And know that there is an uh, upcoming empowerment class that will be held in May and June for sure. Uh, so if you maybe aren't ready for the one-to-one -one services or it'd be more affordable to do the class, the classroom setting is a great way to just be, just dive in head first if you've never done personal development you're unsure about what it is or what it looks like or you want a little bit more info on it this is a great way to really break it down and the group setting is really cool because not only will it validate that you are so much more alike than other human beings than you probably have ever recognized it also helps for you to really pinpoint just because we're all similar we definitely have different thoughts and beliefs which are super cool but do my own personal thoughts and beliefs align with the person that I say I want to be? So we really talk about how to recognize that and then talk about some tangible things that you can actually implement into your life. So if you are ready for some change or you're recognizing that whatever you say is not aligning with who you say you want to be, then how do we take the steps to actually getting that to happen? So 13 minutes for an intro, just so you know. But as you all know, there's always little nuggets that are kind of interwoven in there. So cool. Anyways, thanks. I appreciate y'all. So um, this is something that has been on my mind for a couple, I mean, for God knows how long, considering um, I consider this my Everest in my personal development. It's about wealth. And um, when I talk about wealth, I encompass much more than just income, just much more than just dollar bills. I think that most people need to. I just don't know that we do. And obviously, I can only speak from my personal experience, but I was raised in a household where it was such an odd relationship with money because it wasn't that we didn't talk about it, but it also wasn't that we talked about it. Like, there wasn't a negative connotation. Like, it wasn't that it was secret or sneaky. It was just... You just didn't talk about it, and um, I would I would consider myself, from what I know, that we were we were either like lower middle class or just middle class. I really couldn't tell you, but I I I don't know. I I mean, seems like I seems like it'd be the appropriate term, and I'm white as as you already know that much. But I was definitely uh, comfortable comfortable growing up, is what I would say. But I, I as I was trying to nitpick apart my own conversations for myself about relationships with money, um, this is what I would encourage you to do too. Uh, you know, because for me, I had to sit down and go, well, we seemed like we were okay, but we also started in a trailer park. In the trailer park, I feel like I have more vivid memories that it wasn't even really from my dad, like especially when it came to food, it was like we ate what we had on the plate. And it wasn't... Okay, so that's just one. That's just one thing, anyway. So, that, so that was just it's a memory of like scarcity. So you better eat all this food because there might not be more tomorrow. But also because we don't be wasteful. So that's that's something that you're gonna have to do, or it will kind of come to you. Like I, I have never. I'm doing money work now, but I had never done this actively before because I didn't know to. I just didn't know to. And it just is, are things that tend to kind of come up for me, and I try to deal with them as they happen. It's less scary to me than. Um, like confidence building and, you know, intimate relationship stuff. So there's a relief in that, I suppose. But that's, that's where I want to just kind of to come 
back to full circle to like being an adult is that money was very confusing for me without me even knowing it. It was like you, you you would think that it was pretty basic level. If you have money, you spend it or you save it. That was kind of, you know, what we knew to do. Uh, but that that was the extent. And then when I became an entrepreneur and I had I was like solely handled my own money, meaning like there is no predictability in income. There's no paycheck every two weeks. There's figuring out your own health insurance and your own uh, 401k and retirement savings and investing. Uh, all of that stuff is now on your shoulders solely, you know, and I would argue, by the way, that that's something everybody should look into, regardless if you have that kind of stuff um, at an employer, because you may not be there forever. And the way that the trend goes, obviously, in working for a lot of people these days is most people don't stay more than five or six years at a company anymore. That's Google it if you want to. Okay, so this is such an important conversation, because for me, as an adult, I... I struggled with anticipating that there would be more to money than the things I said, spend it and save it, basically. And I always, like, in a corporate situation, made decent money, especially for my age. But that wasn't the problem. The problem was that I had taken, like, one money course in high school, and that was pretty much the extent of conversation when it came to that, you know? Like, I got bills when I got a car. I got bills when I turned 16. I was responsible for my own cell phone, but there was no money management conversation about that. So I was never anybody that had any money extra. I spent money on my bills, and then whatever was left, I spent it as a young person. And um, that escalated, of course, when you get older. Like, you just have access to credit and so on and so forth. Um, but that's not the conversation I wanted to have was like about debt and stuff like that. That's boring. I'm not going to, it is boring, but it is impartial and impartial. It is imperative to make sure that you get into that stuff. And we can always talk about that another day. But what I wanted to talk about today was this idea and definite intention of wanting to be a millionaire, um, and I would, I would say more vague that I just wanted to be rich because I didn't, I don't think that I knew what rich was going to be or needed to be or what it was perceived to be in terms of a number. And I also think that for a very long time, um, I don't know if it was because I wanted to be rich that I thought I had to be famous or that I really wanted to be famous. So I thought I would be rich. And this is feels feels absolutely asinine to be talking about solo in an office where I'm recording a podcast. But this is part of the shift of my development and uh, my career choice and so on and so forth. So well, I'll, I'll get there. I'll explain. Okay. Now, <clears throat> when things started going really well for me in my career, I was... I was being mentored by um, by somebody who didn't know they were mentoring me. I was watching somebody else build their business online, and I adored it because I wanted to be able to do that. I wanted to ex- slowly work for myself, solely work for myself is what I thought I said there. And I wanted to um, work when I wanted to work, and that was where the top priorities about working for myself, that was it. I didn't really have any other thoughts besides I wanted to make money, and I wanted to do it when I wanted to do it, basically, and I wanted to do it my way. And so this person that I was watching was massively successful and they had followed a pretty similar path, including the company I had started out in. So I definitely thought, man, this is this is possible. This is feasible. And, um, you know, can kind of continue to watch them and mimic their behavior. Now, the reason um, I'm telling you this is because this person goes on to currently be massively successful in their career, massively successful. And um, I can't even imagine how much money they make, but it is 
I, I believe it's rumored to be six figures a month. So that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And when I, not only this, in this particular job, I will say the reason I wanted to hopefully make this more relatable was that I, if you had a dream like this when you were in middle school where you would sing along in your car, or like when your parents weren't looking or in your bedroom in a hairbrush or you wrote books because you thought you would be, um, you know, a bestseller or you painted a picture, whatever it was that you did, maybe you were a track star, you know, obviously I just can't relate to the athletic um gene at all in that regard when I was younger but something that maybe you potentially thought you would be rich and famous and well known for and um maybe I, maybe this is just me being crazy or you know like an 18 1980s cliche movie I don't know but um when it came to I guess at least feeling like I was going to be successful in the right of being rich and famous or famous and rich again, whatever it was. I definitely thought that having a lot of money was going to be the definitive symbolism of that, I think. Having either feeling financially secure or having financial security in that regard. And so for a long time... Um, I struggled with this, struggled with like feeling successful based off of that. And I believe that I was striving to be a millionaire. And so maybe you can relate to that in that regard that you just thought the same, that maybe you thought you'd have more money. Even if you feel like you're like well off or you're doing okay, maybe you always thought you would have more money. And if you're in a close age range of mine, maybe someday you even, or sometimes you even think to yourself, well, someday I still will be, someday I still will be. I do think that all the time. And then I kind of have to remind myself, but you're 35. So it's don't like, just don't play it like you're 21. Like don't act like, don't act like it's almost 20 years, you know, where you, you've you got all that time to make up. I mean, you can make as much money as you can make. I mean, any, any year of your life, I, I don't want you to feel like I'm saying that you can't. But it's just like, I think sometimes I still think about like the fact that I think I'm 21 going, I can always make more money or I will make more money or I will be rich and famous by this time or whatever. Um, however, I digress. Okay. So I came across a study. I was probably about a year, year and a half ago that really changed your trajectory of my idea about wealth. Um, it, it was fascinating. It took a lot of relief off of my pressured shoulders about money, how much money I was making and so on and so forth. Uh, so I've, I've talked about this before. I, I, and the reason I reference it now is not to ask you to take a shot because I say that all the time. I just can't remember if I talked about, I pre, I know I talked about it in a live, but I might've talked about it in a podcast before. So I apologize, but I make it short and brief just to recap. So this article, and it was a study that was found, is that the quote-unquote happiest income level is $75,000 a year. And one thing I never verified if that was just like per person or if that equated for two people. I would suspect it would probably be per person. But again, I don't know. So anyway, um, $75,000 is the happiest income, meaning that after $75,000 a year, you do not get any quote-unquote happier in any definable terms um i don't there was a scale that they based this on in the study um after making seventy five thousand dollars a year and then it went on to say that it was wasn't that if you made more money that you couldn't do more things and have more experiences and that that might contribute to your overall experience of life but overall your happiness satisfaction 
was not changed after 75,000. And then furthermore, uh, finished up the, the study to talk about that the fact that after $110,000-ish, most people then start to experience a backwards effect where they could potentially be more unhappy in their lives uh, for whatever reason. More money, more problems, okay? Um, I would also say that, by the way, because like some people, I'm, I, it's not, it's, I, I didn't make this study up and I've never made over $110,000 a year, so I can't speak to this. So um, I would suspect that if you had to find a perspective on like, well, what could be so bad about making that much money? Well, that's actually kind of what I want to talk about today. Will you have um, money for life? Yeah, probably. Will you be secure forever? Uh, you have retirement? I hope so if you're investing and you're doing stuff wisely, right? But we've also seen in times past where people lose that. We also know for a fact that we don't take money with us when when, when we go. So what's what's the stronghold about and why why would we focus on making more than we even need to? Like, what's the necessity behind that? That's a conversation, I think, for an entirely different podcast. But they are all factors that we need to consider when we're talking about, like, our income um, achievement goals, I would say, right? So just as an example, I want to give this this to you. I found heard this on TikTok, okay? Now, I know I'm talking about not even making it to millionaire status, but in terms of understanding the difference, oh my gosh, like the, the scale and magnitude of this is like when people talk about capitalism and people talk about taxing the rich and people talk about like stuff that isn't necessary for me to bring into this podcast about it. But the biggest conversation is between, not biggest conversation, but biggest example I want to use is between millionaires and billionaires. You know, when we talk about millionaires to billionaires, I, when, when I was a kid, by the way, you didn't even, there were no billionaires yet. There were no billionaires yet. And now there's like 10, 12, I don't even know, 30, something like that. The level between making a million dollars and making a billion dollars is absurd. It, it's just crazy. When we talk about making $110,000 a year, it's really not that far from a million dollars. It's not that far. Like, oh my gosh, if we're on the receiving end of trying to get ourselves to making a million dollars a year, then it absolutely feels that difficult, right? But a million dollars is not that, it's not that much anymore. Okay, so getting there from $110,000 a year to a million is not, not that far-fetched. Um, just as an example, because, okay, I don't know, maybe you have to be a parent to recognize this, but my daughter and my son, who are 10 years apart, both enjoy this um, TV show called Wild Kratts on PBS. And PBS is, if you probably know, it's like public network TV, so... If you're on it, you're probably not making buco bucks unless you're Jim Henson, who not only has Sesame Street, but you have a million other things. So they watch this show Wild Kratts. And like I said, our kids are 10 years apart. So it was interesting that it's still on. It has still new, still has, still has new seasons. And um, so I was like, wow, I wonder, I wonder what their net worth is. These guys have been on the show forever. They play themselves. They just write this animal TV show for kids and it's cool. So anyway, so we Google it and it turns out both of the brothers are roughly a million dollars. So you got to think about putting in a TV show for 10 years with reruns. So that means that you get rights from those generally speaking. Uh, and I, there is merchandise cause I've purchased it. So there's probably merchandise dice rights as well. And you make a million dollars, your net worth is a million dollars. 
that almost sounds crazy absurd in in our reality when we talk about wealth when we talk about celebrities and stuff like that and we talk about rappers and we talk about our musicians in general i should say athletes a million is pretty much pud when you look at it even in those terms but this this example i know doesn't equate to money but i do think it'll be really powerful in trying to help decipher that so we talk about getting to a million to a billion all right and then the billion to a trillion we'll go through that too and not that i don't even know if there is any trillionaires yet but it probably is anyways okay so this is a view of seconds a million seconds ago it was april 16th 2021 okay i'm recording this podcast on april 28th 2021 so a million seconds ago was april 16th 2021 okay so that was eh, just shy of two weeks ago about 10 days ago okay about 10 days ago is a million seconds ago. 10 seconds or 10, 10 days to 10. Freaking Rachel, I can't get it right. 1 million seconds ago was roughly 10 days ago. Okay. However, a billion seconds ago, the USSR was still around. Okay. So we went from 10 days ago to the USSR. Okay. So, um, that was in 1927 when the dissolution happened. All right. So I don't even have, I'm like looking at 2021 take away 1927, 94 years ago. <laughs> wow. No, it says, I just wanted to make sure I got this right. I don't know. Okay. But you can see. So even if I didn't get that year right, it's like anywhere between a lot it's, it's years worth so we're talking about days versus years worth between 1 million to 1 billion the ussr was still around 1 trillion seconds ago ancient humans were still making cave paintings holy crap so i don't even know if you can fathom wrapping your brain around how that equates to money but 1 million seconds ago was two weeks ago we'll say 1 billion years ago we'll say was years ago and one trillion seconds ago was centuries ago holy camoly okay so think whatever you want about that and like i'd mentioned that this is not a podcast to bash anybody who is making good decent money who makes more or makes millions i'm they're not listening to my podcast obviously but there's nothing to say that I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with money i don't think there's anything wrong with making money and you have to understand and hear my heart when i tell you that that was actual work i had to do too because i didn't know that i didn't know subconsciously that i thought that money was evil um i didn't know that people who had money did bad things was my thought um, even though I'd seen lots of opportunities with people who had money to do good things, I think it weighed much more heavily on my brain when you saw people who had money that did bad things, especially with people in power. So that was a subconscious belief that I had to work on. And I don't feel that way anymore. I think that bad people are just hurt people who don't know what they're doing um, and they act out of that hurt. And people in those circumstances can both have a lot of physical money and can have non no money. We, we know that there's people who would go whatever you consider bad, wrong, unhealthy, mental illness, whatever, whatever you consider that, you know that people have both money and don't have money that feel that way. So um, that's not what this conversation is about. And more kudos to you, more kudos to you if that's something that you do have the ambition to do. But that's exactly what changed for me when I started to see what it was going to take to become a millionaire. 
And it's ironic because, and I, I will tell you that it was hiding in plain sight for me to see, but I had a blindfold on that was tied on very tightly. I mean, like, even just as an example, the person who was mentoring me online would literally say, like, this is not a place that you take breaks. This is not a place, like, I mean, it's the end of the month. I remember very specifically her saying, um, she said this on, like, on her Facebook story that somebody sent her an invite for brunch, and she was like, boo-boo, it's the end of the month. Like, who are you talking to? I ain't going to meet brunch. I'm going to close people. And that was, I mean, there was a couple of little things, nails in the coffin for me, deciding that that was not a lifestyle that I wanted. And I didn't know that even that I was coming to terms with. Like, I, I'm still following her. She still motivates me. She still has got great business insight. Um, but I love that I can p pick and choose what works best for me in my business. Um, and always, always, always be indebted and grateful to her and refer her and recommend her to so many people because of what she's done for my life. Uh, and I will forever. Um it, it, this is the largest thing I believe she was able to give to me, which was this clarity on that. And she still, and, and anything that you see her in, in coachings and trainings, she's going to talk about showing up. She's going to talk about consistency. She's going to be talking about go, 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 go. She's going to be talking about running a million miles an hour, um, empower yourself in, in, in very positive ways in terms of fueling your body the way it's best for you, getting rest, self-care, really great stuff. It's for me, I think that the level of attunement that she has for business, and I'm just going to say this because I feel like I, I want to make sure it doesn't feel like I'm talking crap, okay, um, is the level of attunement that I have for doing nothing. And I mean that truly. Like for a long time, I have been masquerading that I thought it was being lazy or being unmotivated. And it was when it was um, when I was out of shape. And I mean, physically out of shape and mentally out of shape, exactly what it was. It was depression and anxiety. I was unmotivated, um, uninspired. I wouldn't even say uninspired. I say that I was, I was definitely inspired. I was inspired by lots of different things, but I think I was motivated for the wrong reasons to do things or be involved in things, uh, um, be outspoken on things or whatever. So that is something, man, I'm telling you, like that, that was clarity for me is listening and hearing her say, you know, like, we, we do a 90 day run every 90 days and we don't take a break every 90 days. And that's what keeps our business going. That's what keeps our business going. And I, as I'd mentioned before, y'all, I took off with that because I'm like, I see what that level of commitment does to business. I, I, I deserve that. I'm capable of that. I believe her that I'm capable of that. I want to do it. I want to do it. And then I would do it and I would feel kind of heavy about it. And it wasn't, not, it wasn't the product. It wasn't the company. It wasn't the people. It was me. It was all me. Like it was working. The steps were absolutely everything she said, every, every, everything else I researched and did was working. You know, I just like, I want you to equate this y'all to feeling potential burnout. If you're somebody who works, cause I know I'm, I'm talking from an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial, um, narrative but you can equate this and that's all I can do is obviously talk from my story so I need you to hear this from your perspective if you're somebody who works 40 plus hours a week if you're somebody who you cover for other people even when it's supposed to be your day off or you just closed a 12-hour shift or you just worked 14 days back to back to back to back like that's not okay and you probably feel the necessity to out of obligation to yourself and your priorities and I'm not asking you or telling you to stop going to your job or anything to that regard, but I am asking for you to understand what it's doing to you and what it's what it's taking from you in that regard. I, I've seen, oh my gosh, this TikTok that broke my heart where this girl was like, what I just said, I work 40 plus hours a week. I work a second job as soon as I get done with this one. I'm sitting in my car on my break and I don't want to go back in there. I don't want to go back in there. Okay, so... um. <clears throat> 
that's what it was. All right. That, that was some clarity for me it was, it was all of a sudden it was like, yeah, I absolutely see this lifestyle. It's beautiful lifestyle. I love, love, love watching vicariously through her, um, what she's able to do and where she's able to travel to and, um, the things she's able to invest in herself and for herself and that kind of stuff. I love it. It's beautiful. Uh, I'm not that person and I, I, I can't be her and I won't be her. Uh, I also have my own priorities and, and I'll say consequences from stuff I didn't know when I was younger that I am now taking care of. So, at the level of motivation I have for my life and my passion and my career now, I have found a, a place to settle. And I don't mean like I'm settling for, I mean, I mean, I've settled myself. You know, when I tried to get up at 6 a.m. and tried to work before Olivia got up, it got done. But it was, I mean, I, I go into all the things that I did do and that didn't work for me. But what I'm telling you now is that in in this moment of where I sit, it's like not a lot has changed except for the mental awareness of it. So just as an example, um, from from year one that I've been involved in my entrepreneurial business, summers tend to be slower for me income producing wise. And for a very long time, it was uh, a back and forth mentality about the conditions of summer and the business structure versus uh, was it me? Like always questioning, are you sure you're not self-sabotaging because you don't want to work because it's summer and you want to be outside and blah, 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 blah. Um, well, this is the first year that I don't even care and I'm not questioning it. So what I mean by that is like, I'm not going to nitpick myself and go, well, you could have booked that or you should have had that filled or you could have contacted that customer or you should have done more follow up. I'm just going to do the work. I'm just going to do the work and I'm just going to understand that that's all I can do. And I'm going to work for myself in terms of I don't work nine to two because I am a full time mom. It's really I don't work, you know, in the mornings until two because I'm a full time mom as soon as I get up. But instead of being anxiety filled and anxiety filled and anxiety filled, which leads to depression, of course, about the lack I'm doing. I'm just going to accept that I'm a full-time mom and a part-time person who works entrepreneurial businesses and understand that it's either one of two things that needs to happen. I have to adjust my expectations of my life or I have to adjust that momentum. So I either have to give up being a mom and a full-time wife a little bit more to add into my entrepreneurial business or I have to give up the expectation that I'm going to be able to live the lifestyle of the person I've been modeling after for years um, because it's not feasible. The two won't go hand in hand. I can't, I can't work three to four hours a night, four to five days a week and expect that I'll be able to travel as much as she does or be able to pay off my debt as fast as um, anybody else or whatever. It's not even about her particular person I compare myself to. It's, it's understanding that. And you know, beating myself up for years and years and years. Like, you should have known better. How could you have effed this up? You know, like, you, you've gotten so far into No, you can just accept the fact that you are being as responsible as you can be. And you did the best you could with what you had rolling up until now. And it just means that things aren't going to be like this forever. And that is the mental freedom is that nothing has changed necessarily in terms of what I was going to do or what I did do or what where I'm at now, I guess it's except my mental awareness of it is that it's not permanent and I'm not lacking in my current lifestyle because of it. That's the biggest thing is that nobody, and I'm not saying this person is making me feel this way. It's, it's all outside perspective about me being a mother and an entrepreneur and a wife and so on and so forth. And me trying to decide what I will accept and what I don't accept and what I'm ready for myself is that 
I'm not looking at myself as unsuccessful because I've had the same cell phone for five years. I'm not looking at myself as unsuccessful because um, I still have a lot of like clothes from when I was 280 pounds, but I don't wear them in public. I just wear them around the house because they're comfy now. You know, like it's, it's stuff like that. It's not because I couldn't afford to spend the money on it. It's because I, I, I mean, if I'm being transparent, I shouldn't because I'm taking care of these responsibilities that I prolong for so long uh, that were making me miserable, that were weighing heavy on me, that were interconnected to my story of disillusion, of being financially secure and not knowing what that was and just putting a Band-Aid on things that I didn't know how to fix until I f figured out how to fix it, basically. So there's conversations we can have about how to leverage time and leverage your money. Um, that's, like I said, not really what I wanted to talk about today. Today, I really wanted to kind of just plant some seeds for you about where you are with your financial awareness and wealth and recognizing how connected it is to you um, in multiple ways. It's not just money exchanging money. It's much, much more about that. And if it was, if I tried to put a simplistic term on it, I would say it's energy exchanging energy. It's always energy exchanging energy. Sometimes it's, it's money for money. Sometimes it's um, money for products. Sometimes it's um, services for uh, money. Sometimes it's, you know, just energy for energy, like I said. So making sure that you get, getting to be okay with where you're at and understanding like, you know, like, like my husband always likes to say, I'll hear, I'll hear your story, but don't ask me to drink the Kool-Aid. Like I'm not trying to ask people like, Hey, please only shop at the Goodwill and please only buy recycled products. Like, are those things I would like for you to consider? Sure. But it's not to take away that if you decide to have the, the full Escalade that's loaded and all that, that's okay. That's not about a judgment of consumerism of me versus you. It's just about getting clear on what's important to you. And the reason I have the cell phone for five years is because the cell phone is less important to me than going on a trip to Colorado. And maybe someday we we could afford both, but maybe someday it'll never be important to me to have a cell phone that's newer. You know, it maybe maybe it just won't. Um, and as long as I'm okay with that, and I don't feel like I'm allowing any external judgment because people are like, I cannot believe she doesn't have an iPhone. It's 2021. Then I'm good. I'm good. And in the long game of that, by the way, nobody's ever judged me. Well, people do jokingly judge me for not having an iPhone, but it's not because it's 2021. It's just because I have an Android. That's why. Okay. So, so. Um, just get get to be okay with where you're at and it takes practice it does not happen easily i promise you uh but recognize that wherever you are you are wealthy as hell you are not lacking in any regard you're not you're just not and i know that it can feel daunting especially like i had said at the beginning if your reality is not really matching up with what you say you want well that's cool that's just the work you got to do is you got to get to the capacity of understanding that you have the emotional awareness to feel what you would feel if you had all of those things, whether it was a relationship where you traveled a lot or four homes and four coasts or I think there's only two coasts, Rachel, but four areas, whatever, um, or you learned a new language every year or whatever. Doesn't matter. It's just whatever is whatever is important to you, just fine tune it and you know figure it out. And that's it. That's all I can tell you is that if you don't think a Michael Kors bag is going to make you happy, it's only because all of your friends are carrying one around and they make you feel like a pile when you don't have one. Well, first of all, check your friends. Okay. Second of all, if you had good friends and they like Michael Kors but you didn't wear, it doesn't mean they wouldn't. I mean, this is not middle school no more. Okay, I'm just saying. All right, fine tune it. 
fine tune it because you'd be surprised as I'm filming this podcast with uh, Kermit the Frog pants on uh, and a Denver Broncos sweatshirt on that the Denver Broncos sweatshirt doesn't even fit me anymore because it's from when I was pregnant but I still like to wear it like I said earlier it's comfortable but it's also sentimental it's the first time I went to an NFL game with my husband Um, but anyway the point was not to tell you about my weird crazy outfit it was to tell you that while I would not wear this in public because it's Kermit the Frog pants (laughs) weird okay um it doesn't change the fact that, like, if my best friends were around... Okay, I guess that, that, that just totally, like, went against everything I just said, right? Because it's like, if I like the outfit, I should wear it in public. Okay, well, I guess I got some more work I got to do, okay? I got some more work I got to do because I am not ready to wear these Kermit's Frog pants in public, even though I've showed up on my Facebook story countless times. I don't get it. I don't know, but I'm just saying, okay? So, what amount of effort are you willing to output for your level of happiness and so the reason I say that is because it is so much more than just the amount of money in the bank and I have said this on multiple platforms so I will repeat it today I will tell you that last year I made the least amount of money that I have made since I have become an entrepreneur for obvious reasons obvious reasons. I do an in-home party business and I was not doing in-home parties for nine months out of the year. We did fine financially. Um, my husband was able to over overwork his tired little tush. Um, and I think, I don't know if I just said that just to make myself feel better or just to make, to put anybody out at ease out there, because that's not even the reason I wanted to say that. I wanted to say that because even though that is probably the, is accurate because I haven't filed my taxes yet. Thanks for the extension IRS. I have never been happier in my life. Everybody. Just so you know. Just so you know. And that won't be a direct correlation for everybody, but it definitely is for me because the amount of relief that brings from the clarity and understanding that I don't have to make a million dollars to be happy, that's crazy cool because that means that regardless of wherever I am financially, I'm really not that far from a good goal to feel that security. That's a relief. That's a big relief. So I hope that you're able to bring that into your life as well. Um, You know, I think that one of the points that I totally did not bring home, and I'll wrap this up with, is that, uh, you know, like what I was talking about earlier, if you're trying to find a silver lining to having a lot of money or being the person who is motivated to make a lot of money, because again, that's not wrong. um, You know, the thing for me that it was, was like, well, I see how much this person works. Like just for me specifically, my mentor, you know, um, frequently she'll mention things like she does 18 Zooms a day. And I'm like, that is powerfully cool. That's amazingly cool. But that's 18 Zooms a day. You know, on a full day, I'm probably doing seven calls a day. Seven calls a day that are, that's, and those are half hour calls. I'm just saying. I don't even know what hers are. I don't know what her schedule's like. Okay. But I'm just saying that I can't imagine what that's like. And I don't know if my life would be different if I obviously had, um, less hats if I was maybe a single person um, as this person is or doesn't have children I'm sure my life would be massively different but those are okay and that's not even an excuse by the way because she's got other people in her organization that are married with children that do phenomenal too so that's just my comparison for my particular self is that maybe things would be different if I had different amounts of time but the way I spend my time is exactly the way I want to spend my time so I have to stop beating myself about about the fact that this is what works for me currently and recognizing that my life is fluid as heck, which means sooner rather than later, this little thing I have at my house is going to be going to school. So my scenes as a life will change, meaning I'll have more free time to dedicate to passions and growth and contribution. So what seasons of life will be happening for you soon that things might be altering that opportunity for you? Will you be an empty nester? Will you all have more time on your hands? Are you retiring soon? Are you thinking of changing hours at your job or changing careers 
in general that would also alter a lot of different things in your world. Don't look at it as a bad thing. Look at it as a massively exciting opportunity. Um, that's just something you got to do. You just got to do it and um, realize that it's everything happens for a reason. It's so cliche. I know. But you know that to be true. It is. The only reason I'm sitting here on this podcast is because, uh, first of all, my mentor did it. Okay. So I copycatted her. Okay. Um, but because eight and a half years ago, I went to a party. And the only reason that happened was because two years prior to that, I decided to go to college out of state. And the only reason that happened was because a year before that, I had no idea what I wanted to do in school. So I decided to take a year of gen eds. And the only reason that happened was because I thought I was expected to go to college because it was the way I was going to continue to prove one of my biggest identities, which was intelligence, thanks to my dad. <laughs> That's my daddy issues, okay? And the only reason that happened, that I have daddy issues, is because when I was a young child, for some reason, my dad and I did not connect very well emotionally, and he openly favored my sister. Oh, look at that. So I just trace back the fact that I have a podcast to some time when I, it would have to have been second grade or younger, because that's how long we were in the trailer park. Second grade or younger, um, but definitely, I mean, two or three, between two, two, and two and five years old is my earliest memory of somehow, some way, I have a podcast today because of that. So you tell me if everything's connected. I don't know. I'm just saying. Okay. So I really hope that you got some value from this today. I really uh, am so grateful for you tuning in as I talk about every podcast, but I will until I'm blue in the face, as I mentioned. Um, don't forget to reach out to me if you feel like there's anything that I can help you with. If you got some content from this, make sure to share it because it is free to do so and it makes you pretty. I'm sure you knew that, but I'll just remind you. Okay. And um, that hopefully helps me to get connected with somebody who might value or need my services or my content as well. So I appreciate that. Every way to connect with me was in the beginning of the podcast and, and if you're listening to this you probably know how to do that anyway so uh don't forget i have upcoming podcast guests oh my gosh i'm so excited for this it'll be this the summer series of podcast guests it's going to have lots of different people lots of different stories if you're somebody who feels like you have got something that you would really like to share on the podcasting be about any of the five areas of life that we talk about wealth uh which again was financial stuff so it's not more than just money right relationships mental and physical well-being spirituality and or some passion which is growth and contribution make sure to reach out to me at a good girl's guide to at gmail and let me know if we can get some time hooked up just so you know it is not filmed live you are not on camera you probably know that but uh we can't arrange it around your schedule and i would love for you to get your story out there and uh, as as you would be shocked and amazed people will love to hear it too you're not shocked and amazed that's why you're here okay so thank you so much again for tuning in i appreciate y'all hope you enjoy the rest of your week i'll see you next week on the podcast stay happy stay healthy and wash your hands Bye bye